0: What is happening y'all and welcome back to another episode of Oh Shitty Intro bro Shitty Intro. We're gonna try that again, y'all. What is happening y'all and welcome back to another episode of Off the Dome or OTD for short, which might catch on, or might not. I am your host, slash co-host, slash producer, slash marketing rep, slash sales rep, slash producer slash um, mixer if that exists in the podcasting world regardless this is my podcast and I am Matt Z how are y'all doing today thank you for coming to this wonderful episode I have a very special guest for you guys today Um, for all you new people listening thank you for taking the time to enjoy my talking and my ranting You will not be disappointed, question mark. Maybe you will. I don't know. I don't know what your taste is. I just kind of make shit and I post it, you know. (laughs) But anyways, though, I have a very special guest today. Her name is Audie B. She is a musician slash rapper from Paris, France, originally from Australia. Um, But, you know, I could talk about the podcast, but then at the end of the day, it would be a podcast about a podcast. And who wants to listen to a podcast about a podcast? So I'm just going to shut up about the podcast. And I'm just going to go on a fucking rant. Because that's what I do. Because I've been up since 4am. It's currently 9.30am. And I am drinking coffee. I have been go, go, go for the last five and a half hours. Well, not necessarily my body. My brain's been like fucking. But, you know. That's what I do. That's one thing I've learned about this whole quarantine. I can talk for fucking hours to myself about random shit. Because I can just go and my brain's just a fucking, um, like, a, what do you call those things? You spin them, those, uh, fuck, I forget what they're called. But, anyways, though, they just go on forever and ever and ever and ever. And that's what I kind of found my brain is like. Um, and that's one thing that I've learned during this whole coronavirus thing. Um, and there's a lot more things I've learned about myself. Like, I know when I look, when I'm gonna look back at this whole pandemic, epidemic, um, situation, we've been forced to isolate. Even within our households, where it's my parents are kind of living upstairs, I'm in my basement, you know, we try and minimize the amount of contact. Even though at the end of the day, it's if I touch one doorknob and then they touch the doorknob and I were to say be uh, asymptomatic and I would to touch the doorknob and they would touch it, they would catch it. But at the end of the day, it's just, you know, it's all about reducing those touch points. I mean, it sounds stupid because at the end of the day, they're most likely going to get it if one of us were to have it. But it's the principle of giving that peace of mind just in case. But anyways, though, one thing I have learned about myself, which I've already said three times, I think, is I just fucking talk, man. That's one thing I've started these intros for, because I can literally just write down three or four blips and just go off. And there's just so... But to go... Fuck. See, now I lost my train of thought because I just... But to kind of go back to my original point, um, being that I'm going to look back at this whole situation as a very huge moment in my understanding of who I am. You know? Because I know when you're alone with your thoughts, a lot of people go to dark places. You know, myself included. I did go a few days where I was just bummed out doing nothing. I'm like, well, fuck, you're just worth the sack of shit right now because you're doing nothing. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, that's kind of what we're supposed to be doing nothing. Um, But, like, you learn stuff when you go to those dark places about yourself. You learn, why do I feel that way? Why don't I feel that type of way? Um, Why do I do the things I do? Why do I say the things I do? And, like I said, like this could be a moment where in a few years I'm gonna look back and say, hey, you know, that was a dark time in everybody, everybody's life, you know, um, from their economic situation, from their social situation to their own um, mental state. It was a dark place for everybody because everybody's just doing nothing, watching Netflix, playing video games. And I'm hoping that a lot of people who are going through these tough times see that light in the end of the tunnel and they understand that, okay, two years this is going to be um, a time where we look back and realize that it might have actually been a very positive movement or um, momentum shift in everybody's lives. You know, um, like there's a quote where it's like, people are able to look, and look at themselves the closest will really get the most rational and true results of who they are you know and that's one thing that's been nice about this whole um pandemic is the amount of bullshit that we clog our minds with has been minimized you know we're not distracted by fuck. you know i, I gotta go to the gym today you know you're at the gym working out that's what you're thinking about you know you're you see people you're always interacting with people you're never just kind of alone Even if you are, say, working out with your headphones in, you're not really alone. There's people around you. Even if you're not interacting with them, just their presence is changing your mental state. Um, Or even when, say, you're out at the mall, you know, you're at the movie theater, you know, you're always, I always found that we're always constantly bombarded with shit. And now that there's no shit, we're able to kind of scrape it all back and get a really good picture of who we are, you know, and the best part about this is there's no expectations right now, you know, like I don't, like work, there's no expectations, there's no, oh, you have to do this, blah, 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 you have to be presentable, you have to act this certain way, it's like there's no expectations right now. So when you don't have any expectations, I feel like you're really able to find out what you love. You know, what makes you happy? What makes you sad? What you like, what you don't like doing, you know? And like, like I said, another quote I heard is being lazy. Isn't a bad thing. It just shows you not. You don't want to do it. That's not for you. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like I know with this podcast, I have been lazy, but, um, One thing that you have to, that I took away from this is that it's like the whole theory about living forever. You know, if you're going to live forever, why get out of bed today? Because you can always get out of bed tomorrow. And that's the thing with this epidemic. It's, all right, well, today is May 7th. You know, I have a few things to do with work. But at the end of the day, I know I have 22 hours to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And Friday, tomorrow, I'll have 21 hours to do whatever the fuck I want to do. So why would I waste my time today when I can just do nothing today when I can just put it off till tomorrow? And, you know, I, li- I like the saying where I'll do it tomorrow is today's best friend. You know, and I'm I'm super guilty of that. That's my, my huge kryptonite I have is I'm always pushing shit off. And especially during this pandemic, it was... Fuck it, man. Like, why not push it off? Like, I'll just do it tomorrow. Because I got nothing to do tomorrow. So at least I got something to do tomorrow then. If I do nothing today. You know, then tomorrow comes around. And then you kind of just go, Ah, well, fuck. You know, I pushed it off. I'll just do it tomorrow. You know, fresh start. You know, Friday's a good day to start fresh. And then Friday comes around. And you're just like, Why the fuck did I think Friday was a good day to start fresh? Let's start Monday. Then you wake up Monday morning. Ah oh, man, I don't want to work Monday morning. What the? F- I'll work in the afternoon. And the afternoon comes around on a Monday, and then that's when you say, Nah, let's do it tomorrow. Monday, it's a long weekend, you know. I'll push it off. I'll push it off. I'll do it Tuesday. You know, Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. Let's go. Let's get it. 6 a.m. comes around. The alarm goes off. Why the fuck am I waking up at 6 a.m. when I don't have to be up till 9 p.m to go to bed then. So, Tuesday gets pushed off. Wednesday comes around. Okay, fuck, you know. Now everything I had to do Monday, Tuesday has compounded onto Wednesday. Who the fuck starts their week on a Wednesday, man? You know what I mean? But maybe I'll get half the things done. Maybe. I'll just do the other half tomorrow. It's Thursday, you know. I'll just do those tomorrow, whatever. I have nothing to do. Thursday comes around. I'll just start Friday, you know, get a good start to the weekend. I'll do everything on the weekend, you know. I'll just start working on weekends. So I have the weekdays to do whatever the fuck I want to do. You know, and then fucking weekends come around. Who the fuck works on a weekend? I'll just start Monday morning. And then the whole cycle just starts over and over and over again. And that's been the battle I've been battling during this pandemic. So, but now I'm very aware of it. So I think if you're going to fix a problem, you got to be aware of the problem. If you put your blinders on and you don't critically and analytically analyze the problem, there's no problem. You know, you stuff just, oh, I don't know, I have no problem doing this. But then, like, for me, that just kind of hung on my conscience, you know. And that's what really started to get me bummed out, was just procrastinating everything. But then at the end of the day, it's the, I think I've mentioned this before for whoever has listened to these intros. I know. Congrats to you. If you listen to these intros, I, I thank you and I applaud you for having the bravery to stick it out through these intros. Um, but it's called adding wood to the fire, you know, um, and I've been kind of experimenting with this whole um, ideology or uh, theory. All right, so say you have a, a shitty day you know you know two o'clock comes around you've done nothing you keep telling yourself you're gonna do something you're not gonna do it though you keep lying to yourself and then two o'clock comes around and you say fuck okay do i either do I either get going and just kind of bullshit my way through this day and then not really learn anything you know because i'm gonna go to bed and say well i got everything done Fuck sure, everything done. So then tomorrow I'll do it again. You know, I'll get really hard on myself at 2 p.m. and then eventually I'll bullshit my way through and then go to bed thinking, you know, I I did everything I need to do today. I think I think we're good. So I was kind of doing that for a bit, where you know I get hard on myself, but I thought fuck it, let's do the adding adding wood to the fire. So two o'clock came around. No, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to, you know, go feel like shit more so. I'm going to go to a darker place, you know, and then once I kind of went to those darker places, you know, where you're really able to, um, look at yourself really closely and, why the fuck do I do that shit? You know, really, really get in there and really get in your mind, you know, get kind of trapped in your mind for the day. And then you go to bed and you kind of feel like shit, you know, you just go to bed, you're like, fuck man, you know? maybe if I just stay up till 3am I can get everything I need to do but it's like nah, fuck that shit go to bed do nothing today feel like shit because in the morning you're not going to want to do nothing you know what I mean Um, and that's what and that's one thing that I was able to kind of get out of that rut where instead just bullshitting my way through feeling like shit all the time and just getting by and just doing the bare minimum for me to not really notice the impact of me putting things off I said fuck it Go to that dark place You know And it's it's been working for me honestly Because I, I woke up Like today I fucking woke up at 4am Who the fuck wakes up at 4am When you got nothing to do today I did it today You know and I fucking wired off coffee I feel great right now You know it might be the coffee It might be because I put shit off and I kind of went to that dark place Of being like feeling like shit but, and then I don't want to feel like that, you know, like, you know, hard work, uh, has a way of, you know, giving you that sense of accomplishment, you know, you feel good about yourself when you do that shit. Yeah. You're not comfortable doing it, but like who grows when you're comfortable, like when you're working out, are you comfortable when you're on that 12th rep, you know, you got fucking 225 on the bar you're like oh, i don't think i can do this you know you get it down to your chest and then all of a sudden you're like fuck you know like your chest is on fire you don't think you're gonna do it but you do it you know you dig deep and you push it up you know you're uncomfortable there and you grow like whenever you're forced to be uncomfortable you have to you're then forced to grow and working out is the perfect analogy for that but like I said, though, you know, at the end of the day, I really hope there, um, there's a lot of negatives and a lot of shittiness that has come from this coronavirus. Uh, Most importantly, people are dying from this. People are going weeks of being sick, you know, dying without your loved ones there. That's fucking tragic. I'm sorry. Like, you know, like I've, I've, you know, there's been times I'm lying in bed, and I thought, man, what if I just, I wake up and, it, I have the coronavirus? You know, I, I know I have it. I have a fever. I can't breathe. Like, will I be able to even say bye to the people I love? You know, so it's, it's put things into per, perspective where, you know, we're kind of, every one of us, are kind of having that. In our thoughts, you know, even in subconscious. We have that knowledge, that fuck, you know. I know down in the States, there's a the one guy who... I think he had some symptoms, so he isolated, felt better... And then died from it. Even after he felt better from it. He died in his sleep. So then it's like, I heard that story, and I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, what if the last time I go to bed... Is the last time I say bye to my loved ones. And that's a fucking sad thing. You know. And it puts things into perspective. Even though personally for me. I haven't. I, I've heard word of mouth of. Oh so and so's. So and so, So and so's Got it. And they were sick for a week or two. Like I've heard that. But like nobody. Close to me. Or nobody I have a, a personal relationship. To my knowledge. Has gotten it. So it's like, even though I haven't really been affected from this virus, it's still in my mind that there is that chance. But anyways, though, this intro went on for a long time and it got dark. You know, usually these intros are pretty funny and ranty and stupid. Coffee's cold, though. That's a piss-off, actually. Um, but, you know, in a negative situation, just got to try to find the positives. Being optimistic, you know. Um, but, guys, let's talk about this podcast. My guest today, Audie B., like I said, and uh, this will be the third time I've probably said this, and I've also kind of did a little intro on the podcast as well, too. So, actually, with that in mind, I am going to shut up. So like always, you guys can enjoy this beautiful podcast. And if anybody's listening to this particular moment, please follow me on Instagram at Off the Dome. Actually, well it's off the Dot Dome. Toss the follow to the Instagram page. Greatly appreciated. Um, I know I've been kinda on and off with this podcast, but my computer was fucked up for like a week or so. Uh, but it's working now, so hopefully we got everything going though, but like i said i ran too much so i'll just shut up right now and please enjoy this podcast you guys i had a great time recording it a lot of fun i'm really hoping to get more of these uh different types of people you know i love talking to my natural market and getting to know them a bit more and just bullshit with them but at the end of the day it's super nice just to get to know somebody who i've never talked before and then just sit down and talk to them for an hour and a half like i had a great time recording this podcast fantastic time so i hope you guys have hope you guys have as much fun as I did recording this, as you guys do listening it, to it. I hope I did not mess that up. Anyways, though, enjoy this podcast, y'all. Peace. Fuck it right in the pussy. So, five, four, three, two, one. And we are live. All right, so today my guest is Audie B. She is a rapper based out of Paris right now. Um, I am, to my best of my knowledge, she had lived in Australia for some time as well too, Um, but right now she resides in Paris and she is on the podcast. So, how are you doing today?
1: Yes, hi, good. I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, no. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. This is awesome. Uh, How are you? keeping busy during this crazy coronavirus time?
1: Yeah, um, look, it's it's been really um, difficult, I think, for, for a lot of people and um, especially, you know, when the world is right now that, you know, a lot of people live away from family, live in different countries, um, mm-hmm. but, um, it's been good. Thank, thank goodness for technology. We always, you know, call in uh, Skype calls, you know, WhatsApp. We just try to keep in contact with people. And I think that's the most important thing. And, um, and artist-wise, we just try to bring out music uh, in the digital, with the digital means that we have today. So yeah, we're we're working from isolation and using different means and ways to 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 keep working and keep getting music out there and making sure everyone's safe so uh
0: perfect um but i know you're talking about i was talking about how it's um it's kind of like a good time for artists in a way you know what i mean
1: yeah i actually think it it is because Mm -hmm. we're trying to work with different mediums i think it's a good time for artists but um for everyone as well you know uh working in all different types of industries learning how to how to work with different technologies, working from home, working through Zoom meetings and uh, and exactly, yeah. moving forward that way.
0: Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I know like just myself included, like a lot of time I'm working from home, but instead of, you know, commuting to downtown where I would work, um, plus working eight hours, plus commuting home, that's a 10-hour day that takes to go to work and come home. But it seems that like now that I'm home and I can just kind of, zone in focus on all my work get it done in three hours it seems like at times and now i have 21 hours to um, be creative and have fun with stuff try new things right so i'm definitely yeah no a lot of optimism but at the same time it's a definitely a difficult time as well too because everybody is stuck
1: inside. yeah i think um you know a lot of people it, it also depends you know i've been seeing a lot of people um you know obviously stuck inside a little apartment um you know in paris um well is quite different to if i had have been stuck back home in australia um you know in the backyard and you know with the sun um yeah so I, I know some people are going through difficult times and shout out to to all of them but um keep strong. We're
0: nearly out of it. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm hoping that there's a, you can definitely see the light at the end of the tunnel right now. Like, you know, the numbers are kind of plateauing. Some countries numbers are going down. Um, So, I mean, I know like at least here in Canada, like where I am right now, I'm pretty uh, Northern Canada Yeah. and we don't actually have a lot of cases up in our city. So we have a, I live in Edmonton, which is a city of a million people. And I think we only have maybe like 1500 cases right now, and that's total cases. Um, So I think what's gonna happen here is that it's going to be a second wave. That's kind of my guess, but you never know.
1: Yeah, hopefully we have our fingers crossed that there isn't a, a second wave. That's what they're a bit worried about in Australia as well because they're going into winter. Whereas in France and Europe, it's more going into summer, so there's going to be less of a flu season. Yeah.
0: No, for sure. Um, so I guess I got kind of—I'm interested about you. I know I've been following you on Instagram now for a few months now. Actually, um, I know you just released a song. Uh, excuse me if I do not know how to pronounce it. I am not good with any other language besides English and even then I'm on that um, but what was the title of your new track Oye Professor
1: yeah um, Oye Professor um, okay, it right. is a bit like saying hey professor um, oh,
0: okay, yeah,
1: yeah, okay. yeah so it's a Spanish title and um, it's yeah it was inspired by Casa del Papel so Money Heist the series so hence um, mm. by the, the Spanish and the Spanish title and the Spanish in the in the text and in the lyrics.
0: Okay, I, know. I was reading through the lyrics uh, yesterday actually. And I saw some lyrics were Spanish, or I mean, at the time I actually thought it was French, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was reading. I was like, whoa, she's rapping in more than one language in one song. Like, that is super impressive. Oh, thank like, you. Wow.
1: Thank you. Haven't done French I- yet, but might, yeah, might get onto it as well.
0: <laughs> um, are you pretty fluent in spanish
1: um yeah i am actually i uh did some intensive courses in madrid um and when i was mm-hmm. at university in australia i learned spanish as well so kept on learning spanish there and i've just always really loved the spanish culture and speaking spanish i think it's a beautiful language so mm-hmm. i i decided to go with the flow especially music music wise i love the flow i love the latino vibes so really wanted to add that into one of my songs yeah
0: no for sure and you did a great job on it it's a fantastic song fantastic song um i know you said you had went to university um but do you want to kind of paint that whole backstory of what led you to the moment you are now like i know you had you were born in paris correct
1: yes i was
0: and then And then you had moved to Australia, correct?
1: Yes, that's right. Um, I moved to Australia. My mother's actually Australian and we moved there when I was young. Um, I followed, I did all my, um, up until basically university in Sydney and Mm -hmm. I was always uh, dancing. I've actually always been sort of, on this artistic journey, I guess, where I've been Mm -hmm. um, dancing, you know, since the age of three and then went on to be dance teacher, choreographer um, in Sydney and then decided to um, leave Australia, I guess, after university. And Mm -hmm. I went and worked on cruise ships actually for three years as a professional dancer i wanted to head back to my french roots and so decided Mm -hmm. to settle in paris and continue on the artistic uh journey by i guess me being the actor of my creations instead of just interpreting them so Mm -hmm. i decided to focus on me as the artist and interpreting my songs and my creations um and bringing my messages out yeah
0: that's beautiful actually um how I know, like you had said, you kind of went back to your uh, French roots to go back to Paris. Do you have, I'm assuming you have a lot of family in Paris?
1: Um, I, I have family in France, um, scattered a bit everywhere in France and in Australia as well. And, but um, not so much in Paris, but yeah, family, families in, in France. A bit. In
0: France, yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, I know I've never been to Europe. I want to go um i know all the countries are very small yeah in comparison at least to like canada and the usa how long does it like take to get across france like to visit your family
1: well i do know that uh, just to give you a comparison i'm not sure if this would help but france uh but australia is 14 times the size of france and so i suppose in the united states as well so yeah france is quite tiny but it takes Maybe I think twelve or thirteen hours drive to go north to south, and you know an hour and a half via airplane. So it's it's quite small when you look at it. Um, and we're yeah. lucky in Europe to have the fast train. So it means you know if there's a gig, um, somewhere or you want to collaborate with someone, whether it be in the UK or Germany or anywhere in France, um, it's very quick with the TGV trains, the fast trains.
0: Mm-hmm. no for sure I know like I guess you said 12 hours that's um so in Canada we have provinces and the province I live in is in Alberta mm-hmm. and it takes 12 hours just to get across that that's province okay. to it now, so it's like quite a bit smaller France is compared to Canada uh, but I guess um I know like are you pretty f- uh, familiar with like American hip hop or
1: Yeah I am well I do get my inspiration mm-hmm. um from American hip hop and Oh wow um that's where basically i've american hip-hop and rap but also american and uh, music so i mean i'm in love with um the fugees they've always been a huge inspiration for me mm-hmm. erica Badu, which is not so much hip-hop um but yeah erica Badu and the fugees big influence and then obviously Eminem and that hip hop side that's who really I connected with and who was my true inspiration and you know so Mm hands down I say you know he's the rap god (laughs) but um yeah
0: (laughs) well he made a song about it yeah exactly (laughs) Um, well it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I know even just for myself that you really you find a lot about yourself and ideologies and morals in music and i know for myself i found a lot of that in hip-hop where it's okay one line they might be talking about say you know bitches and partying and drugs yeah. but then the next line they'll say something deep right so you kind of you cut out all that other bullshit and then you get to the root of the meaning and you're like oh wow that's that's something i can actually apply to my own life it's a
1: yeah.
0: uh, guide you on, if you want to put it like that
1: yeah i think it definitely and it even you know sort of goes back to i guess um you know the old school um hip-hop which was even more so about which was less as you said about you know the the women and the cars but they were still there but there, mm-hmm. there's always been this um either underlying whether it be political message or a family message you know like messages to the little brother to say well don't do this in life you know try to get on this right track and i think the messages are in hip-hop are always very powerful i guess um and and i think a lot of people can even if people don't connect with the hip-hop music i think the messages can be connected and people can relate to a lot of the issues that people talk Mm -hmm. in hip-hop
0: no for sure i know like my my parents kind of hate hip-hop just because of that old persona of you know cars money jewelry drugs yeah um and they're always like kind of making fun of it like oh what's that crap rap music right yeah. but at the end of the day like i mean i tried i kind of gave up i was like oh, whatever i'll let them make fun of my music taste but there's so many correlations just between they, they grew up in the 70s yeah so they listen to a lot of um i don't even know what kind of genre it is but it's kind of like a country yeah i don't know why it keeps on switching the microphones to the another output that's not my headset right okay and it's just super random it seems to be doing it like every five ten minutes but we'll keep an eye on that just whenever you don't stop hearing me just let me know i'll cut it okay. up but Definitely. make it look somewhat pretty yeah. Um, but yeah it's you kind of like my parents they just um they eye in on the negatives in the music and they don't see the positives in the music but at yeah. the end of the day it's just preference and whatever somebody likes but not I much think- you can't control
1: yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. But I think it's important as well. People appreciate, um, you know, certain lyrics or even mm-hmm. in hip hop. It's it's funny because now I guess it's getting more commercialized. So um, before you didn't have much hip hop music. It was more pop on the radio and now it's a lot of rap and a lot of hip hop on the radio because it's become, I guess, more commercial and more people can relate to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh the music the instrumentals have changed uh we're doing you know fusion with not just sort of solid rap beats, you know it can bring in latino aspects, it can bring in um different types of musical instruments that mm-hmm. relate to other people as well, not just the hip hop crowd
0: for sh- for sure, and then you also see hip hop artists bringing in r and b artists right, and singers to sing yeah. the, uh, the chorus, right,
1: yeah, totally. Of
0: um do you this is kind of like a random thought but do you kind of see like i know there's this whole theory about uh race how eventually everybody's just going to be a uh like a caramel mocha color um do you kind of think that music is kind of going to go that way where there's just going to be one genre per se or maybe not say one genre but can narrow down to like two or three different variations of a genre um like you might have your rock Um, but then you'll have your pop but then under pop you'll have like everything like say hip-hop r&b like just all that mainstream popular music do do you kind of see it going that way or
1: i could see it going that way but um worldwide i think to put it this way in the western world i think we'll we may you know in the states or france Mm -hmm. but the musical influences for example in the middle east or you know in asia um are different the musical instruments used are different so i think there'll always be this eclectic side even though it may be a melting pot i think music has its own genres and i think even though people can do music fusion i think there's still very much so this distinctive different types of music um which is still beautiful because people can be eclectic. I mean, I'm eclectic. I can listen to classical music in the morning, mm. be writing a rap in the afternoon, and then listen to electro at nighttime. So,
0: mm. no, for sure. I know at the end of the day, it's all just vibrations, right? That's really all it is. Um, mm. I guess you do have all that tribal music as well, too, where it's um, like I know up in Canada we have a lot of First Nations music, which is like banging on drums, for, yeah. for example. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's. I know, like, recently you've kind of seen a whole bunch of artists across a whole bunch of genres coming together, which is beautiful. Like, all the great minds coming together to make this beautiful music. Um, how much do you prioritize collaborations, or do you kind of like just kind of, or do you enjoy just sticking to yourself and making your own music? I love
1: doing, I love, I love doing collaborations, and I think collaborating also inspires you and makes you grow as an artist because you can um, have influences and take on also other people's perspectives, uh, other people's way to to rap and just how you basically engage with uh, the music or a particular beat. Um, Mm. Collaborations are great in the meantime well especially these days um it's kind of hard you know i'm going into the studio obviously um you know we're all isolated so basically working on our on our own work and focusing and i think it's made me just refocus on how i can expand with my own work what types of music I want to do um you know different instrumentals I'm inspired by a lot of different things which may mm-hmm. come about collaborations which would be great but at the moment it's uh it's a solo ride during the COVID <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no for sure um I know it's uh, just to kind of go back I am kind of curious about this um what did you uh take at university when you went
1: Oh, so I took at university, I did a a double uh, bachelor, I majored in government international relations, Um, I majored in Arabic and Islamic studies, and I also did and philosophy of science. So, yeah. Holy
0: shit, (laughs) how long did that take you?
1: It took uh, four years, I condensed it into four Mm. years, it should have taken five. And then i went on to do a a master's uh part-time well when as soon as i arrived in france because um i i love learning actually i wanted to keep Mm -hmm. learning and keep you know learning even though i was still continuing on my artistic path and Mm -hmm. in france i i was acting in a couple of um, movies had small speaking roles i was presenting and still doing my dancing and music but uh, did a master's in management and strategy in france so
0: yeah i mean that's the i, th- I hate the ideology that oh i have my degree i'm done learning That's yeah. it, for me, right um i know even just for myself like i graduated last year um i'm going back to school now though but even just in this last year it's like i loved going to school like it was fun to learn stuff and have an open mind um but even just this last year of me being in the workforce I can see how somebody can get caught up in that trap of just kind of being content and never being curious and never actually learning more than they already know right now.
1: Yeah, and I think um, university is not about uh, getting your degree and just going to do whatever job you had the degree with. I think it's so much more than that. It's um, a learning curve where where you are questions it's a it's a knowledge base where you can gain knowledge gain skills gain life skills gain um more questioning and broaden your mind which is very very important especially in today's world
0: of course i know coming out of high school uh, i don't don't know what they call it in paris or australia if they still call it high school Okay. First. Um, but yeah, coming out of high school, like I was just uh, fuck, fuck school. It's stupid. Why would anybody want to do this? But then I went to university and I was just like, okay, hey, well, I'll just enroll in business. Cause that's everywhere. And
1: as I do, I love reading a lot of books, um, as well. And that, yeah, comes from university, we had to read books and then I sort of got over it a little bit and uh, you know, I'm, I'm back into it Where I think it's really important to pick up a book read, not just to get learning and get inspired, but, um, you know, as Eminem does it when he's reading the dictionary um, to get new words, I, I feel like I need that as well to keep a vocabulary, keep inspiration, get inspiration for new tracks, get inspiration for new songs. Um, reading is really important and also exchanging with with other people um and having debate having debates really important i think a lot of people don't debate on um big issues anymore or don't like to and i think it's good to have healthy debate to understand other people's points of view and it gets Mm -hmm. me inspired to write about it or um change my my analysis on a certain subject yeah
0: I actually like that point you brought up. People don't have a debate and I'm definitely guilty of this as well too. And I think a lot of people are, but it's just, you get really narrow minded in those debates sometimes. Yeah. Um, like my buddy and I were having a debate one time and it turned into something small and it just escalated into this big, like 20, 30 minute conversation, a great yeah. conversation. Like it was, I had a lot of fun talking about it, but it did get to points where it's like, I could tell both of us were looking at each other and being like, all right, how stupid are you right now? But mm-hmm. it's like kind of once we got through all that other bullshit, we kind of realized that our point of views were, I don't want to say the same, but very similar. And it was just a small, small difference. That small difference kind of escalated into this big, big um, debate, right? And I think it's just a lot of people just get so narrow-minded and they just, oh, you don't believe what I believe? Like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Everything you're going to say is is wrong now, Right
1: exactly which is uh, which is not going to actually help in more debate or in more engagement or in Mm -hmm. changing someone's opinion and i don't think it's about changing someone's opinion either it's just about saying well there can be two sides to this you may be wrong i may be right or or vice versa but that's not the point it's about being able to listen um if people have a valid argument it's nice to listen and have them put put it forward you know nope
0: For sure. I know. um, So I don't know if you've been following like the USA right now for like their whole protest that's going on and how people are still going out to the beach and just kind of living life as they want to live it. And they're, I think a lot of the protesters are protesting like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. Like if I want to go outside, if I want to go to work, I can go to work. Um, And I kind of stumbled across a protester on Instagram, actually, and me and her like completely different beliefs but I messaged her the other day. Cause I was like, I want to kind of like pick your mind and at least see where you're coming from in this whole debate. Because at the end oh. of the day, you have a justification to why you believe that. Right.
1: Of course. Of right. Course.
0: So, so it's just like, and like for me, like it's going to be hard. Cause I know she, uh, she posted a picture on Instagram of for um, calling the government, a whole bunch of Nazis for locking them up. Yeah. And in my head, I saw that and I was like, okay, like, make sure you definitely go in that with an open mind and try not to, uh, back at all. So I definitely need to prep for that one, Um, but I kind of want to get back to your, um, your music though. Um, like where do you find inspiration? Like say for a song, like do you kind of just kind of hits you or do you stumble across it? Or do you have a system that kind of leads to the inspiration?
1: So with my inspiration for songwriting, it's it's kind of funny because I could wake up in the morning and have, I don't know if whether I dreamt of them or whether I woke up with, you know, them in my head, but I have these lyrics and, you know, I might have to quickly write them down and I'll mm. leave them for later. And sometimes I think um, being in the studio, so I work with a team in the south of France, JS Music, and they um provide you know work with beat makers who provide beats and you know we're in the studio and having that musical environment being in a studio and listening to a track listening to a beat really gets my inspiration because the beat might be somber and i might have had you know a crappy day put it this way and uh Mm -hmm. write something about my experiences that day or um bring in experiences from other people to fit that mood um then again i may be you know out uh, out at the beach and be listening to a, a beat or something and um and just think wow this is really summery let's write you know a song about partying and love and you know having fun and yeah so inspirations really come at any time and but having the beat having the studio being in that environment in the in the recording studio and in the studio really gets gets the mind flowing because you know the music's full blast and you're just Mm -hmm. really in the mood to the beat and that's where i sort of get the inspiration to the lyrics or or vibe that the song's going to be about
0: that's awesome um what kind of atmosphere do you prefer in the studio
1: oh what kind of atmosphere Mm -hmm. so well a lot of the atmosphere i mean the studio is um you know usually evenings afternoons So we're really—I mean, I love listening to loud music, but um, yeah, the the decibels are sometimes huge. But they, I think that's that's what gets it going and gets you sort of—I don't know—like as if the the beat and the music goes goes into you. You know, you mm-hmm. you, get, you go. It goes into your body, and yeah. um, and you really take charge of what you're going to write about or what you're going to talk about. And the ambiance I like having the team with me um it gives me i feed off other people's vibes as well so having the beat maker there in the studio um you know having my producers teams there you know the team who i work with um who help with the music videos and everything like that Mm -hmm. they visualize something as well so it's sort of this this teamwork melting pot that goes into it where then we get you know i get writing or then we get to quickly write down a melody or top line something or add even an instrument to the beat you know make changes and really work that way
0: oh that's awesome um i know so i guess that would be more for the uh, upbeat songs then if you want to put it like that
1: yeah for the upbeat songs even the mellow sort of songs mm-hmm. When um when when the composer of Vision, which is an acoustic just piano and myself, um you know no no special effects nothing just a piano and and myself uh Vision yeah. that was done in the same way you know it sort of just started off with the composer Kenny mm-hmm. Mill doing the Uh, the piano and then the team JS Music were were there and saying, oh, you know, this sounds really good if you could maybe add a little bit of this. And then I would say, oh, you know, I really would love this tone. And then the feeling that I got from it was, um, you know, inspiration, you know, moving forward, living your dreams. And then that's exactly as well how I felt at the time. And then so we all said, oh, well, that sounds like a good song for, you know, to, for vision and to dream and to keep pushing. And so, yeah, then I wrote the lyrics to, to that.
0: Mm, amazing. Do you usually uh, write your lyrics by yourself or do you write it in the studio where everybody's around you?
1: Um, I, I usually, I like writing them even if I'm together with everyone. As I said, I love feeding off other people's vibes as well and seeing mm. vibes to be able to write, but I'll write... I guess on on my own. So and especially with songwriting, I can it can be done in Paris um, when I'm not in the studio in the south of France. So I'll do some songwriting um, at home and then go back down to Paris um, to Marseille to the recording studio. Or sometimes we'll just write songs there and then. So I it really depends. I I adapt. You know, I could write a song at the beach. You know, <laughs> it just depends. <laughs> yeah Yeah.
0: it all depends when that inspiration hits you right
1: exactly there can be you know so many people you know i I can even be catching up with with friends it's funny because or you know people watching and catching up with friends and then um i'll just think of something and i'll just be like yes guys hold on hold that thought hang on i've just got you know i've just got four four bars of four bars of, you know, flow that I need to write down. So
0: (laughs) do you ever get those moments where you just say, all right, you guys, like, I need more than just two minutes, I need to leave, I need to go to the studio right now, I need to go home right now to do this right now, because this is the best idea I've had all month. Do you ever have those moments? Or
1: I do have those moments, but then I make sure to, um, you know, have the I I record all my I record my myself all the time as well, you know, so I'll Mm. be walking down the street or and i'll just make sure that i've got that idea in my head and once i've got that written down or placed somewhere whether it be on a piece of paper um, once i get back home or to the studio um, then i move forward with it but it's funny because sometimes when i'm in Marseille and we're at the studio we'll be working on something we'll have a great idea and then say wow we should go with this okay stand by on that idea we need to get this going and yeah that's when we sort of drop everything and keep rolling with with this other thing yeah
0: before yeah we kind of got cut up there. you were talking about how capturing the moment and um getting those ideas down Um, yes so how, and you were saying you record them like you uh, with your voice for your notes or
1: I, I have my my phone my voice recorder I quickly you know write something down on a piece of paper or record it record you know a flow or some lyrics and and then go back to it um, mm-hmm. and then also if we're in the studio and we're working on something but think of a great idea yes we'll put that on standby but quickly um, you know work on that instrument or that beat or that flow or whatever work to just. Have it there and not forget it, because you know we've just thought of it. So when we're in the studio, it's it's better opportunity because we can straight away attend to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah if if i'm if I'm out i I write it down, I know it's there, I know it's in my head, and at least if it's written down, I won't forget it, and I can come back to it, yeah,
0: no, for sure. um, how do you because I know like I've um for like my intros, I kind of like put like a really basic simple beat underneath my intros just to kind of give some uh just so those dead zones in between my breaks of talking aren't so empty right so i kind of try to put music underneath it um but like for me when i'm trying to think of music in my head it just doesn't process so i'm like trying to think like oh what are what makes this sound like how are these sounds coming together for the song um, like yeah. i just can't process that in my brain How do you, do you process that well in your brain? Like, are you able to say, okay, I can distinctively um, understand this instrument is making these noises. Like, are you very good with that or?
1: Um, I wouldn't say that's my forte, but Mm -hmm. uh, especially with music nowadays, when we think about, um, when we think we're listening to, you know, a piano and a violin and, you know, another instrument, it's actually just all synthetic. Um, A lot of music is, uh, synthetic and not really mm-hmm. instruments being played and being recorded or added onto, so yeah, I love well basically when we do beats, I love starting from scratch to know oh I, I want this voice for example even I, I love having little voices in mm-hmm. my in in my backtracks um I want this little voice, I want this violin and I love how that comes together so it is quite distinctive, but a lot of music these days is quite synthetic and is not uh real instruments being played you know
0: yeah no for sure like i know uh, on my computer it's a software that i downloaded for like 50 bucks and has all these preset sounds on it right and you can adjust the sounds and whatnot um do you use real instruments or do you just kind of use a soundboard
1: um my the beat makers who i work with use real instruments and soundboards so we will be in the studio working together and i mean within what, what's possible, you know, I'll say, oh, can can you add a violin here? Can you, can you mm-hmm. add a, a piano in this? Can you add, you know, this beat? And sometimes it will be, you know, the real instrument that they have. And if it's, you know, um, a, a flute or something or these voices that I like having that are, are just basically syllables and vowels, um, high pitched that I love mm-hmm. having in, in my songs, then they're obviously synthetic and done with the, the software
0: yeah yeah but you, at that moment you kind of just have to do what you got to do to get by it's at times right yeah
1: exactly
0: sure. um when i know for myself the moment that i kind of started to see myself being like okay i i um cap, it was cap, not, uh, I, forgot, I don't know how to word this but the moment i kind of found myself really starting to be able to expand as a human being. Like starting this podcast was a huge thing that I did this year. Um yeah. but it all did come back to starting to write down notes. Like right right now I got a diary right here where I just, yeah. oh shit, this idea, let me just write this down. Maybe I'll come back to this in a week. Maybe I'll come back to this in a day. You never know. Um that was kind of the moment that where I knew I was like, okay, this is something that i really enjoy and i need to start doing just because it betters my life um did you really find that when you started to take notes or
1: when i started to take notes i I take notes all the time even Mm. when i was dance teaching choreographing i would actually like um have people being circles and you know each Mm. um each little circle was a person and, you know, I'd have this minute change and, you know, draw the next page, these circles to have that formation for the choreography. And it's the same thing with music, whether it be Mm -hmm. writing down an idea, writing down an inspiration, writing down someone's advice, um, Mm -hmm. writing down notes after, yeah, same thing as you, listening to podcasts, um, Mm -hmm. listening to... People, uh, successful artists, talk about you know their hardships and how they've overcome things and how they've been able to unlock certain artistic keys. Um, I write it all down and 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 have it there. Once I know it's it's there, it's there. I mean, I'm the same as you. You should see my notes all over the shop and then my <laughs> lyrics and my songwriting. It's just it's paper after paper, which is not very um, ecologically. Uh, Sane, let's say, but yeah. I don't think anybody's gonna come
0: arrested for that.
1: Yeah, I'm guilty as charged.
0: (laughs) Um, what was the when was the moment that you knew you wanted to devote your time to becoming an artist? Because I know you had done dance before, um, but like when was that moment where you're just like, This is what I want to do, and I'm going to make sure that this happens. I'm gonna devote all my time to this.
1: I think I I had, yeah, always been, it has always been this artistic journey. But a couple of years ago when I was in France and I had sort of um, stopped dancing, well, not stopped dancing, but slowed down on obviously the intensity of um, the dancing and was, you know, doing a bit of acting and TV presenting, Mm -hmm. I thought to myself and I would always, you know, sort of, um at at parties or you know things like that spit out you know azealia banks 212 you know eminem lose yourself spit out all these lyrics and i had been songwriting and things like that and um then when i met with some these producers um in the south of france and and that's when i sort of thought yeah actually this this is where i want to go because i am the artist and i can create and interpret not just interpreting other people's work so two years ago yeah that's when I said wow I really want to get into this music and I really want to send messages and I had so I have so much to say and I have so many stories to tell and I want to bring them out to everyone and I thought this is the time you know this is the moment so
0: that's amazing um do you typically like I know like you're really into dancing um I know, like how many uh, live shows do you typically perform and how do you kind of um, plan out what you're gonna do on the stage?
1: Well, my my recent live shows have been in my lounge room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those are the best ones, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, the COVID Insta Live um, concert.
0: <laughs> yeah, I watched the other one the other day. I think that was on Monday.
1: Yeah. yeah thank you well yeah that's 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 what that's what my my concerts are um are summed up as these days but when when I'm doing um concerts and have concerts lined up it it's it's funny because so many things and factors go into it so you know just even looking at the stage um and thinking how far can I walk you know I love walking you know to the beat obviously and you know walking with my song and you know just um Preparing for every stage uh, is really important, and preparing for the audience as well, who you're going to have. So a lot of things go into um, preparing for a concert. Lined up, um, getting you know the costume. What what are you going to wear? What are you going to how are you going to act out? How long are you going to speak for on stage? What are you going to do on stage? I try to always, yeah, as you said, get that dancing in. And if I can't, and if the stage is quite small, then just just bring it out with with the lyrics and and yeah, try to give it all I've all I've got as as usual. Yeah.
0: Can okay, I gotta remember my question? Oh, uh, what's your favorite part about being an artist?
1: Favorite part about being an artist. Mm-hmm. My favourite part about being an artist is that I can bring messages across and have people relate to what I'm trying to say or the messages that are going through my songs. Um, The best part about being an artist, though, is for me, I think is being able to have my dream be my hobby, be my passion and be my job you know and that's 100 that's amazing and i'm very humbled and and lucky to to be able to do that because being an artist is a passion is also a hobby is a dream and uh, all of those in one and when it's your job then yeah you're you're luckier than ever i guess so yeah i'm very very lucky to have that
0: that's I, i love that you said that um do you know alan watts like the philosopher
1: Alan Watts, no, I apologize, I
0: don't. Oh, no, no worries. <laughs> um, so anyways, he's this like really good philosopher. I think he's he is from Europe somewhere, I think it is. Don't quote me on that though, but he yeah. is really popular in the Western world. I think he passed away like 30 years ago, but he was really popular at bringing um, like the morals of religion and incorporating yeah. that into like Western ideology. Yeah. Um, and there was one quote that I love that he made. It was, everybody wants to be, a painter. Everybody wants to be an artist, but like you don't make that much money being that. You don't make money chasing your dreams a lot of the times, which is the sad part about doing that. Yeah. But and like he, like, don't quote me on this. I forget the quote exactly, but he was just talking about. He's like, would you rather live a long life of being miserable, or would you rather live a short life of being happy as fuck? Yeah,
1: right? it's so true. Yeah, I love that. I have heard yeah, that have heard that, that, sure. that quote before, and along the lines mm-hmm. of that, and. And it's true. I think a lot of people, um, that's also the downside of being an artist is that, you know, sometimes you can lack confidence and, you know, your confidence can go down and you think, well, why am I doing this and is it worth it? And, you know, people have ups and downs in a lot of, actually, in a lot of domains and in a lot of um, jobs and career paths, people can have lack confidence. But as an artist, I think you just, those those. Criticisms and those obstacles, and um, the money making that's not a thing, you know. You just need to follow your gut, follow your instinct, and do what you love doing and producing.
0: Yeah, you got to take out all that background noise and say, Fuck you, I'm gonna do what I want to do because I love it.
1: And those no's, you're gonna get them. I mean, I've Mm -hmm. had those no's, and I've just kept on plowing through and the criticism that you can receive you have to weigh through what is constructive criticism and what is negative criticism and that negative Mm. criticism can really bring you down so it's about saying okay this criticism is constructive i want to take on all the constructive criticism i can to better Mm. myself as an artist and as a person and then keep moving forward there'll be no's all along but you've just got to keep going to have that that one yes and then that Mm. other yes that will follow through yeah
0: Exactly. All it takes is just one yes. You can have a hundred no's, but it just takes out one yes. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I love I your point about like um, critiquing yourself and like self-criticism. Hmm. Um, I know there's one quote that I've really been uh, holding on to, I guess, now for the last like year where it's always kind of in the back of my mind where I'm always like, hey, you, maybe you're being a little bit too hard on yourself at times yeah um, which is true like people can be so hard on themselves And I'm, I'm so guilty of that but in my back of my mind i'm always like the people who can look at themselves the closest are the people who will be the most genuine and understand themselves right and not necessarily that fake person that oh i'm yeah. gonna put my happy mask on right the people that can really analyze themselves and critique themselves are the ones that are gonna be happy because they know who they are
1: yeah that's that's what i think and and I think a, a lot of um, a lot of the time, people think. Um, you know, I grew up with with I guess constructive criticism or having that harsh critiquing doing ballet or as my in my young years, and mm-hmm. it really helped. I guess not put up this this wall, but know that okay, criticism, you know, will only make you stronger. Type of thing, you know, it's it's going to mm-hmm. be there, and you need to yeah, auto critique yourself. Um, if you don't challenge your own ideas, as we were saying before, people don't challenge each other's ideas these days. So if you can't even challenge your own ideas or question why you're doing things or um, change the way you're approaching something, then that's n- not how you're going to evolve. So you always need to be questioning and moving forward. And that's the way you develop as an artist or as a person or, yeah.
0: No, for sure. I know um like co- kind of during this quarantine when it first happened, Mm -hmm. uh that's when i was for that first month i was kind of just like ah well there goes the whole podcast you know i'm not gonna be able to do this for three months or so probably and it got to a point for like a few weeks where i was just like yeah i i'm probably just gonna give up on this like it's just not really um i don't see it going anywhere but then from me kind of giving up even just for a few days where i was kind of like yeah i think i might just put this on hold at least for another few years yeah that's when I kind of found another why, why I want to do this. What are my reasons, right? Because I was just in my head, I was like, hey, why are you giving up on this? Like, you enjoy it. And I kept replaying those messages and asking myself those questions. And I got the answers I wanted to. And yeah. ever since then, I've, I've had more focus than I've had ever before ever on this before podcast. It isn't right.
1: true. It really is. And um, mm-hmm. I think this time for, for some people, unfortunately, it hasn't been productive. And, you know, a lot of people are going through hardships and hard times. But I think it's, it's the same for myself as with you is that you take on this opportunity to go, how can I grow right now? What can I do? And I have a funny story about this. Um, when I was mm-hmm. actually working on cruise ships, we went to Antarctica for five months wow and yeah and um being in antarctica with no wi-fi penguins and you know orcas and that's it um was yeah. was really sort of mind opening and then you think oh gosh we're not doing anything we weren't even dancing on the cruise ship because the you know the seas were so rough in the drake passage yeah but um in fact it was one of the most awakening um periods of my life and same with this COVID, just being stuck with yourself makes you or has made me more, more awakened in being able to look deeper and question yourself and question why, and then find other avenues to, to evolve and develop as a person.
0: I, once again, I'm going to say, I love that you brought that up. Um, okay. My one buddy who is actually a year younger than me, yeah. he is like really, really mature for his age. Um, and I've always told him this where I'm just like, dude, it's because when he was growing up in high school, he was, um, he was overweight and he was like really depressed as well too. Mm -hmm. So when he would get home from school, he would just lock himself in his room and just be by himself. Um, but this, and I think from that time of him just kind of being by himself, he was able to figure out himself so well. So now whenever I talk to him, he's always that guy where I'm just like, okay, I can't Like I got something going on in my head where it's like, I can't figure this out. What should I do in this situation? Like I go to him because I know he has such a clear mind and he has such a good understanding. And a lot of that does come at least my, I think from him being by himself back in the day so much.
1: And having that perspective where you can introspect, which is, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. For sure. And I've noticed that even now where it's um, the days where I am on like social media a lot during this quarantine, I'm always like clutter minded and, I don't really feel happy per se. Cause I'm always like, Oh, let's go check Instagram. Let's go Snapchat. Let's go see who's whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but those days where I'm just away from everybody, I'm not on social media a lot. I'm just to myself are the days I'm like super happy. I'm like yeah. my thoughts are clear. Right. Um, do you meditate at all?
1: I, I, I personally, I don't do yoga. I don't do this sort of meditation, but I've have meditation mm-hmm. techniques, I guess, you know, breathing techniques, which also mm-hmm. help with, um, with you know, the singing and, and rapping and voice tone and delivery. But they are breathing techniques where I sort of sit there, I may listen to classical music or, you know, relaxing beach sounds and just have techniques to wind down um, and stretch as well. I love just stretching, just really getting the mind and body going together and, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Just kind of get that focus, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: No, for sure. Um, I know a lot of people, like myself included, just kind of for inspiration and getting a different perspective. Um, do you, like, use, say, drugs or do you drink a lot when you're trying to find inspiration or do you try and just have as clear as mind as you can?
1: Oh, not at all. Um, I, I've i actually never taken drugs in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I bet um, alcohol, uh, yes, uh, when we go out mm. for drinks with friends and you know it's funny how people say um you know you speak 10 times uh, you speak another language 10 times better when you're under the influence of alcohol (laughs) (laughs) yeah um well i kind of find that you know that that can be true with with songwriting sometimes it it will just flow through um but i never you know um take drugs or alcohol or take mm-hmm. alcohol to to get that inspiration um mm. i think it's whatever mind space you're you're in you know but yeah i can be sort of in the studio have have a bit of a glass when we're not even trying to work on something and just you know cheers because we've just brought out a new song or a new track and then yeah be like oh wow you know get really inspired and start quickly writing something else you know and <laughs> moving on to Oof. the thing
0: for sure. I know that, like myself included, what I actually like to do is like I smoke and then I'll like do a little bit of writing for an hour or so and then just leave it mm. and then kind of come back, say sober. And like gives me just a different perspective where I'm just like, okay, that's stupid. Yeah. Or vice like, versa, where I'll do it sober and then I'll smoke and I'll read it and then I'll be like, okay, that was stupid.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, that's the thing. Um, I've done, do you- I've done so many freestyles um, where, you know, with friends and things like that and they'll record it and say, you know, that was really good, you know, um, you know, that was great. You should, you know, even post this. And I'm like, you know, after at a birthday or something, you know, it was a special little surprise present. I'll just give the birthday girl a freestyle. And um, and they're like, that's great. And then I look at it and I'm like, no way am I posting this. This is not my, this is not me. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Um. Now I got to figure out my, what was my question again. Okay. Um. So do you find that like it's, it was weird listening to your own voice at the beginning? Uh,
1: yeah. It's always been very weird listening to, mm-hmm. to my voice. And it's funny because when I um arrived in France and I was acting and I had those um, small roles in, in films and I was TV presenting, um, I found my voice, in english and french actually the whole tone changes i have a much more nasally voice in in english and um, and when i rap i try to really bring it down lower so that it doesn't mm-hmm. sound i guess nasally and i don't i don't want to make it annoying and you know sometimes i think oh will that will that hurt people's ears you know you yeah. you take like yourself and don't like hearing yourself or don't like seeing yourself again but i think it's mm-hmm. really and everything that you do to look back on it um, and, and say, oh, okay, I did this. I, um, you know, did a podcast. Let's listen to it again so that, mm-hmm. you know, to improve. Let's hear this song. Let's look at this interview just to be able to improve.
0: No, for sure. I know when I first listened to my first few podcasts, that's when I was like, oh, is that actually how I sound? How the hell do people, like, stand talking to me right now? <laughs> but then I kind of just got to a point where I'm just like, honestly fuck it who cares at this point it's it's a lot different when it does come to music though because you know it does have to be quote-unquote aesthetically pleasing um but like for podcasts i've just been like who cares (laughs) Um, where do you see like i know at the end of the day you do have this huge vision or dream if you want to put it like that for your career um like where do you see that going like what do you have a, a picture in your mind for
1: i have a picture in my mind honestly of um you know performing alongside eminem one day really doing a um, and I'm dreaming big and I I have my fingers crossed that, you know, it would happen. That would be perfect. I, I would love to be on stage. I mean, I've been in France for a while, um, perhaps looking at, you know, going to, to the U S, uh, to, to perform there, um, and to, to bring out my music there. And I think it would also inspire me in different ways. Um, the the music that's released in the us is you know a bit different to the music released in europe and so would give me different inspiration as well but yeah i i want to go further and i want to bring the music you know worldwide and mm-hmm. um to to everyone who and i think english is the best is a universal language so when people listen to the lyrics i think i, I want people to to join in and have fun with my tracks but also um, connect with the messages and the lyrics that I'm putting through in them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, do you find that, like, how do you find, um, what's your biggest, um, how do I word this? What works best for you for networking in a way? Is it touring? Is that the biggest way to kind of meet, know people and grow your audience?
1: It is, it is a lot of it, um, is, I guess, being natural everywhere it's funny because um you could go on tour and 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 network and if you're fake and if you're not real and if you're not down to earth, um you know yeah. you, you do as many tours as you want, but people won't connect with you um so it's it's like now you know being in the digital age where we're stuck at home, I'm doing everything online, and um it's really hard to grasp grasp sorry someone's personality. Um, through, through a screen or, you know, just through listening to them online and what yeah. I'm really trying to deliver is is that sort of face-to-face uh, interaction and being close with people and engaging with them and engaging with, with fans and um, with, with any potential person who, who loves my music. I want to I share that and I think once all this is over, I, I think definitely, yeah, travelling, touring, going to events, is very important, you know, surrounding yourself with positive people, people from the industry, and and having all of those factors put in together. I think is the best way to grow your network and um, develop as an artist.
0: Yeah, like it, there's a sense of authenticity that people kind of seek out in a uh, in an idol in a way. I know everybody kind of looks up to these artists as idols. Yeah, um, but- I know even just like myself, like we're all my favorite rap artists. It's not necessarily the songs that I really like about them; it's who they are as a person.
1: Exactly. Um, like, it's- like
0: for me, like my favorite rappers are like J Cole and Kendrick Lamar, right?
1: Yeah. And, yeah. I love, Lyricist- I love, love, Lamar. love their music. Yeah, but.
0: It's what they represent. It's who they are. It's the interviews that they give. It's everything about them as a whole. It's their whole artistic approach as well, too, the messes they're trying to put out. That's what really, like, like yeah, like, you can have your radio hit that might get you a million views. But yeah. in a year, are people going to be listening to your new album you're going to drop? Or are they still going to be thinking about that one single you released a year ago?
1: Exactly. And I think um, I think that's what's really important as well is uh, – yeah, I mean you could that's the thing. You can have one hit wonders, but are people gonna listen to the album? And in albums it's much more personal and um working on an album, you're unveiling yourself. It becomes very personal. You're putting together your story, it's it's mm-hmm. part of the journey. So um you need to be able to connect with with fans, with people who enjoy your music and with people from the industry as well. So people know that, you know, you've You've got your head on your shoulders, head screwed on, and and you're down to earth.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are trying to find um, a sense of meaning in music as well, too. They're not just trying to hear about the money and the cars that you have. They want to – it's kind of like a form of escapism, where they want to have a sense of um, something they can relate to.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. definitely. I mean, I did a freestyle um, – which that we were actually in the studio and we decided to do a freestyle and i remember being really sort of in a bit of a down mood that day and i had Mm -hmm. we were in the studio so four walls and they were sort of closing in and then this freestyle just became about this guy inside four walls in a prison and who was going to get released soon and his life had changed so much and so i just this story was like okay about the this guy who's being released out of prison after a long while, and you know all the hardships he has to go through and that was that's not something I've lived and i um that I got that inspiration from being inside the uh, a, a tight room and then um I guess people listening to that and who've gone through that I hope that they will be able to to connect with that you know
0: a hundred percent and people will they'll be like, oh wow this you know she's really talking about some real shit let me go let me go listen to a few other songs um do you, and i know you kind of mentioned an album and i was looking you haven't released an album yet have you
1: no haven't released an album and ep's in the works um but uh, for the time being we've released yeah singles um, because a, an, an album is very, very important to be able to release mm-hmm. it and then defend it. Um, the thing is you're not going to release the album and then drop another track, you know, the next day. When you release the album, you have to promote that for six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're dropping tracks at the moment and and getting people, getting my music out there. And I think that the album will be where we get um more personal where we keep on, on the same journey. And obviously the album will take in some singles that have mm-hmm. worked um, that maybe the music videos have been released, but then bring it back to this sort of, um, I guess there's a line, there's a story to it, to the album. So mm-hmm. For sure. it works, it's in the back of, of our minds and we've got the EP coming up, um, which, which will be the next step and then yeah and an album for sure i have my fingers crossed and i know it's going to come so yeah
0: i'm optimistic it's going to come i'm optimistic it's going to be an insane album um are any release uh singles going to be on your ep yet or have you released anything from that ep or no
1: um we haven't released anything from that ep and uh we're thinking that either one or two tracks that i have uh previously released recently released would go on there um People can obviously go, okay, that's that was already B, that was that style or that song, um, mm. and then bring it in. But the EP will be quite different. The songs that I have lined up and that are not released are um, less mellow, less chill. They're mm. uh, very rappy, um, mm. but, then again, they're, um, I'd say, more more poppy, as we were saying before, more commercial, a bit more dancehall. Mm. Um, I'm bringing in a lot more Latino vibes to the music. Wow. That's um, be to awesome. the yeah, so really working with that, which is um, quite different. So it won't be won't be very mellow. Uh, it won't be very chill. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, are, did you have like a really big artistic idea going into this EP, or was it just oh, let's just uh, let's just make some really good songs to go on to this?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because the first song I with we released, that i wrote um i wrote on it in an illuminated soldier mm-hmm. and then the second song i wrote um i don't know it sort of came to me and it was like i would write the lyrics and in the lyrics i'd find myself writing again illuminated soldier and it was like as if something was saying okay i'm illuminated this is my time to shine and i'm the soldier soldiering on and i thought mm-hmm that's going to be the name of my next EP or of my next album, you know? So this sort of illuminated soldier, I really want to conceptualise that to have the songs that are going on it and that will go on it and that's what we're working on is to have that sort of power on, soldier on, because that's what I'm working towards um, with this illuminated soldier theme and, Yeah, I I saw it sort of appearing in all my lyrics um, when I'd be writing, and I loved it, and it just worked with Audie B, and so now Mm -hmm. it's a part of me, so.
0: (laughs) It's an awesome, awesome, like, thesis, if you want to put it like that. I know a lot of times you listen to an album, and you're just like, okay, how are any of these songs related to each other? It's like, it just sounds like you just made a whole bunch of singles, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's... As long as the music's good people will listen to
1: it Listen, yeah that's the thing but you may have Mm -hmm. some people who will you know um listen to the album for a couple of songs and you may have some people who will buy the album to listen to the whole thing and to listen to songs that are much more personal to get to know the artist more or who can relate to um a song that's much more personal so yeah it really depends i think you've got to have this range not just sort of one one hit wonders all on an album that's not how it goes people don't people want to connect with the artist
0: yeah i think that's just a lost um trait in hip-hop right now or at least one that's not as profound as it should be i know like the do you know royce to five nine yeah yeah like his uh album he released i think it was book orion like that was i mean excuse my timeline might be a little bit off, but just off the top of my head, that was like the last album, album that told the story all connected so smoothly. That yeah. was like in the last two years, I think it was. And yeah. it's just like a forgotten trait. I love that you're coming back with that approach of, okay, let's yeah. put an album together, let's not put a bunch of singles together.
1: Yeah, well, I think um, he's, uh, like many artists who still do that, um, are. I guess part of the old school team of rappers you know um they're they you know emerging rappers now will have you know sort of these one hits and a lot of music isn't even done on 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 albums it's just releasing singles music videos you know you you see them um so yeah for for roys to five nine more well, that's very it's very sweet of you to 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 say that my approach is is similar to that, but yeah, I, I do believe in the essence of an album, like you gave the example, is supposed to be a story and supposed to be engaging.
0: But it's a forgotten art, right? It's like people. It's a movie, right? It's art.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's, it's art and. Um, you know, a lot of people visualise themselves in songs. Like I know um, I'll listen to a song and like completely imagine the film clip, uh, you know, the music video, I'll imagine myself in the music video because you're mm-hmm. feeling the music and so people want to feel that um, in, in other people's songs. And and I hope in mine that's what I try to, to bring forward is to really not, not lose touch of the soulfulness i guess and authenticity of a song and what it should mean and what lyrics should be put forward
0: Mm, that's beautiful um but anyways though i think my time is up Mm -hmm. Uh, this has been absolutely incredible i love this podcast one of my favorite podcasts i have recorded Um, (laughs) um do you have anything you want to add on or any type of shout out you want to give or any upcoming dates you want to release
1: yeah, um, I just like to to, to thank you um, for having me on on this podcast. I I do want to thank yeah the the team JS Music in Marseille. I want to thank people who who follow me. Um, it's really important to to share us artists and, and subscribe and listen to us. Every mm. you know share and subscribe counts. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm everywhere on, on Spotify. I'm obviously not touring for the time being, so no upcoming dates. But I'll yeah. be on Insta Lives for sure, without fail, uh, to to bring worldwide love and and music to to everyone. So if if anyone wants to come on that journey, I'm 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 in it. Come with me. Join in. Yeah.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, once again, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. We're definitely gonna have to do this again once your uh, EP gets released
1: that would be my pleasure that would be my pleasure yeah do you
0: have like a date in mind for that ep yet or
1: oh i'm well we're looking start of um summer if everything goes well um Mm -hmm. so if if we're not stuck or second waves of covid yeah it would be start of summer
0: (laughs) Perfect. All right. Well, when that EP releases, I will definitely reach out to you and see if we can uh, schedule another podcast then.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, look forward to to hearing your podcast and yeah, we'll be sharing the love as well. And uh, thank you so that. much for, for having me, for having me on. It's, it's been great. Yeah. Perfect.
0: All right. Thank
1: you very much. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks. Take care. Stay safe. Bye. Take care. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.